Hi, so this is the Idiot's Lantern Podcast. I'm Walter, I'm your host, and today I will probably be talking about Life is Strange, maybe a bit about Motherland, and that's probably it. Because uh, I haven't been doing much else apart from playing Life is Strange. Probably a bit of like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn as well, just so I can compare Horizon Zero Dawn and Life is Strange. But apart from that, we'll probably be... Oh, crap. We'll probably be... All right. Um, so, what should I talk about first? I'll talk about Motherland first. So, Motherland is a kind of comedy drama made by Sharon Horgan about uh, mums and one dad. It's very funny. I really enjoyed it. And that's pretty much it. So, I don't know much about it either. I just know it's funny. I really like it. It's, I'm definitely going to continue watching it, although I haven't been watching much because I've been playing Life is Strange. Although my parents have said that I can watch Inside Number... Although I might watch Inside Number 9, so... Yeah. Inside Number Nine's meant to be very funny. Anyway, so what else is there? Life is Strange. So Life is Strange stars somebody as Max Caulfield... Um, who is a student who goes to Blackwell High uh, or Academy or whatever, I don't know, it's a school um, called Blackwell. And this is in America. And she discovers that she has powers. Uh, she's a, she's got superpowers. That mean that, uh, that mean that she can rewind time. This, I talked about this on the previous episode with Finn and I'm really enjoying this. I just think it's amazing. Currently, what's the date? Currently, or uh, in the UK, it's at. You can buy it for two. You can buy the whole season for two pound eighty. The first episode is free, so you can get the first episode alone. The first episode is about ninety minutes long to two hours, depends how you play it. Um. And it depends how long it takes you to do all the puzzles and whatever. But there's only like one or two puzzles. Two. Maybe two-ish. Possibly three. But I'm not so sure. Yeah. But they're not that hard. So you should be able to work them out fairly quickly. Um, And yeah, the whole season. So this is the first Life is Strange game. Life is Strange before the Storm. The Deluxe Edition is £4 currently. It's on sale and will go off sale in three days, just like Life is Strange. So Life is Strange and Life is Strange before the Storm are both under five quid. Although the first episode of Life is Strange before the Storm is four quid. So you don't want to get that because Life is Strange before the Storm, the whole thing is four quid already. But anyway, I haven't actually played Life is Strange before the storm, so I don't know if it's worth playing or not, but it's a Life is Strange game, and if Life is Strange is good, then hopefully Life is Strange before the storm is probably also good. So yeah, Life is Strange. I'm really enjoying this. It's it's about Max Caulfield, who goes to school, and she's got superpowers, which means that she can rewind time and change the past, which means that she can change the future and everything. And it's a game where you make 
choices so everything that you do if you rewind time and you do something it will alter the present when you re when you wind forward again and it will also alter the future so it's it's pretty great i i'm 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 really enjoying this i'm amazed at it 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 doesn't look necessarily great it's it's it doesn't look as good it doesn't look half as good as Horizon Zero Dawn. It doesn't look half as good at... Well, it doesn't look as good as Horizon Zero Dawn. It doesn't look as good as Jedi Fallen Over. It doesn't look as good as Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It doesn't look as good as Unravel. These are basically all the games that I've played. It doesn't look as good as Call of Duty Warzone, which is the other game that I've, playing a, I've been playing a bit of. But anyway, so... But it's got its own kind of visual style in that it's it's it almost feels a bit like water. It it looks like it's painted and it looks like it's in watercolor or hand drawn. It, it's pretty cool. I'm I I really like its visual style, and it's realistic to a certain extent. Um, but it's also got like minor things like the visual style is really interesting. Uh, so it does look a bit like watercolour and that the shadows kind of have harder edges and that there's not like a, the shadows don't, there's not like a proper blurring. Like when you see smoke, the smoke doesn't kind of blur. The edges of the smoke aren't really blurred. The edges of the smoke are harder, which is really cool. It's, it's great. Also, there are certain places in it that are detailed differently visually. So when you go to your friend Chloe's house, um, her room is like one of the best places to be in the whole game. It's it's just it just feels great. The atmosphere in there's brilliant. It feels lived in. It feels like a proper place. And Max's room is also great, and it feels like it's lived in. It and it feels like a proper place. But the rest of Chloe's house, the house that she shares with her parents because she's not old enough to leave Arcadia Bay which is where the video game is set is is kind of dark and dank and it feels it just feels empty and lonely and I just think that's really interesting and it, and it adds atmosphere to it and it makes you question things and it brings attention to the lack of her dad and it brings attention to that and you're just thrown into the mystery to begin with so you you don't know you don't quite know what's going on and it's it's really great so you're thrown into it you don't know about max's past and stuff you don't know about chloe's past either but they they immediately feel re real to you and they're they're amazing characters and it's just it's it's amazing and you can just walk around like when when you've got a quest there's, there's a small area that you've got a quest in and you can just walk around in that area and you can talk to people and interact with people and like i was i in episode two i woke up one morning and i and i just i was meant to have a shower so bef but before i had that shower i talked to loads of people i talked to kate marsh i talked to dana and dana invited me to a party i had my shower and then i gave kate back her book and yeah it, it's really really interesting it's a really interesting game i'm i'm really enjoying it according to some sites i think imdb well my parents had my mum checks the parents guide on this one because it's a 16 and i'm not 16 and my parents are kind of a bit protective but i 
I don't mind. It's it's not a big deal for me. My dad's not very protective on like films and stuff. It's just if it's a 15 rated film and we've got it, I'm allowed to watch it as long as I watch a classic Hitchcock movie or whatever movie, classic movie before that, which which is all right. I don't mind it because some of the classic movies are good, except I hated Vertigo because it was really, really quite... It was just unsettling, and I felt in this day and age it was not appropriate to have a film like that 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 has... that implies things as heavily as that. If you've watched the film, you may know what I'm talking about, but you may not. Apparently it's a love story. I think it's a story of a rapist. But anyway, Vertigo's not very good, or in my opinion. Um, But yeah, Life is Strange, apparently it's really depressing, but my opinion on this is if you went and you looked every cigarette stub or every pamphlet or leaflet or missing poster in the street, you would feel depressed. If you talk to drug addicts, you would feel depressed. And if you, if in your school there's a security officer who assaults or harass, who harasses girls, you would still, and and you have to step in and you have to figure out and you want to know more about that and so you do, then you would feel depressed. So I cannot see how this is more depressing than real life. It's just realistic. That's it. It's not depressing, it's realistic. And real life is depressing. Like, yeah, it's, it's depressing as fuck. <laughs> it can be depressing as fuck, depending on who you are. Um, but... I, I just think Life is Strange is great. And it's... One of the characters in it is Chloe Price, who's portrayed by Ashley Birch. And she's the best character by far in the whole game. Like, all the characters feel real and fleshed out and proper. But <laughs> she is by far the best character in the whole game. Although I haven't played through all of episode three and i haven't played up to episode five yet and i'm on episode three but i haven't quite finished it she is one of the best characters in it and she's so full of character and ashley birch is brilliant in this like the script the script in this is really really powerful like in in other games i've played it's it's not very good like jedi fallen order was definitely all right in the script so there are mis- certain mysteries in Jedi Fallen Order and that keeps it compelling and the script is certainly tolerable but in other games like Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Horizon Zero Dawn I literally, there, there is an option to skip the cutscenes in it and I think when you add in that option you feel like, oh let's just add in loads of bollocks and it's just like, no you don't get to do that because some people still feel like they are forced to watch the cutscenes so, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order didn't have an option to skip the cutscenes, which was interesting, but the cutscenes were short and tolerable in that, and they were interesting, and the performances in that are really, really amazing in some places. Like, they're really, really good. Like, uh, what's his name who plays Cal Kestis? Uh, Cameron Mongahan, he's great in it, and the person who plays the woman... Uh, in it, she's she's also great, or whoever they are, they're great, really. And Grease, 
Dritus, Dritus or whatever he's called, he's also really great and funny and stuff. And I, I, I really enjoyed Jedi Fallen Order. It was pretty good. But it was also very addictive. And so is Horizon Zero Dawn, which also stars Ashley Birch. In this one, she's so much worse. So she was BAFTA nominated for both of them. Both of them were nominated for narrative or story as it was back in 2015 and both Horizon Zero Dawn and Life is Strange um, and I'm just I don't see I don't see how you could have nominated Horizon Zero Dawn for a BAFTA I've played 20% of it and I haven't done any of the side quests or whatever so I think I've completed about half of the story and I haven't explored much of the map so and it's just I felt it made me bored. I was bored by it. Like it was a really interesting world, and I just thought the way that that world was explored was terrible. It was just not compelling at all. Like I want to know where all these monsters come from, and it just didn't seem to answer that. It's like these monsters, and for like half of it, I just lost track, and I just didn't care. And so I lost track of it because I didn't care. Like, life is strange. I'm constantly going, oh, right, so this is what happened and this is what happened and this is what happened. And I'm aware of what happens. Like, Jedi Fallen Order, I'm aware what happened. Unravel, it implies what happens. So I'm kind of aware of what happened. But it's just... Sorry, one of my neighbours is drumming. Um, the microphone might be able to pick that up. I'm not really sure. But I, I just, I just got bored on Horizon Zero Dawn. Like the story wasn't interesting and stuff, and it just, and also, there's a similar feature in Horizon Zero Dawn where you can kind of choose what you talk about with people, and the gameplay in Life is Strange for that feature, that similar feature, is, it's just really simple and easy. It, it works so much better and it's so much smoother in Life is Strange whereas in in Horizon Zero Dawn it's, I found that I often missed things and made mistakes and it's just like, no, I want to talk about this with this character, please let me talk about and I couldn't because I'd made mistakes because the, the gameplay wasn't that good like, for the rest of the game it was pretty decent it was it was better, if not better than Life is Strange, but but for 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 the the choose your own path kind of thing, it just didn't it didn't feel right at all. It just it didn't work in any way. It was like this circle, and you had to move you had to move the knob, the joysticks around, so you could choose which, and then you press X. Whereas in in Life is strange, you just press a button. That's it. It comes up with a choice and you can think quickly and you can go, right, I'm going with this one. Whereas Horizon Zero Dawn, it forces you to think carefully. Whereas Life is Strange is the one where you should be thinking carefully because Life is Strange, your choices actually have consequences in that. Horizon Zero Dawn, there are no consequences to your actions in that. Or at least I don't think so. I haven't experienced any. Life is Strange, there's plenty of consequences to your actions. Like, one of your friends, spoiler for Life is Strange, kills themselves if you don't do certain things. And that's a massive, massive thing in the game. It's just, it's weird. It's, 
Well, no. Rise of Zero Dawn is weird because you can choose... You have the option to kind of choose what you talk about. And when that actual feature is introduced in Horizon Zero Dawn, it says in, like, emotionally critical moments or something and it's like no because if they were emotionally critical moments then they would actually have an effect on the character and they would actually have an effect on the characters around them and there would actually be consequences instead it's just you're just choosing what to talk about with people and like that happens a few times in life is strange but you choose what to talk about with people and then there are consequences of what you talk about with people whereas horizon zero dawn nothing there's no consequences whatsoever and i I found that frustrating. And the implementation of it was bad as well, because the dialogue is, quite frankly, terrible. It was only implemented well in one time, where you kind of say... I talked about this in the episode with Finn, I think. uh, Where you say goodbye to your fatherly figure called Rost, and you can basically say that you don't need him. You can say, oh, I love you too. Or you can say well, I'll be on my journey then, or something something like that. So you can make a compromise, or you can hurt him, or you can love him, basically. And so I chose to hurt him, because my brother was sitting next to me, and he was going, choose the fist one, choose the fist one, choose the fist one, or something along those lines. Um, and so I chose that one. And that was actually a really interesting moment, and that actually had an emotional effect on me, whereas every other moment had no effect on me whatsoever. It just had none. It was it, and Rise of Zero Dawn. It tries, it tries to create the illusion that your choices have consequences when they don't. In Life is Strange, it says to you, it says to your face, this choice will have consequences. Like I do something, I talk to somebody, I write on something, it says this choice will have consequences. I. I, I get really, really pleased with that when that butterfly symbol comes up. It's just like, yes, I did something. Whereas Horizon, whereas Horizon Zero Dawn, you don't know if you've done something or not. And so and it, it never actually shows you that you've done something. So I, I have the illusion that I've done nothing. And that is probably correct. I'm probably correct. But, yeah... Life is Strange is certainly a best game, and Ashley Birch was actually nominated for both of these. I think I've mentioned that earlier, but she was nominated for both of these, and she's really, really great in Life is Strange. Like she's, I've said before, she's one of the best characters in in Horizon Zero Dawn. It's terrible. Everybody else's performances are terrible. Her performance is the only almost good performance there, but it's still bad. It's not good. It's bad. It's a bad performance. And she, you can see that she's trying to make it better, but she's failing because the script is terrible. So, Horizon Zero Dawn is worse than Life is Strange. Also, Life is Strange... Horizon Zero Dawn is meant to be an actual open-world game, but Life is Strange is like an open story game. So, Horizon Zero Dawn... You can go anywhere, do whatever you like. And you can go anywhere, but you're limited to certain things. You cannot do what you like. You cannot... You can just go anywhere you like. That's it. You can't do whatever you like. You, you can only go anywhere you like. With Horizon... With Life is Strange, you can... 
you can't go anywhere you like but where you are you can almost do what you want to do which is great I just think that's really interesting. It's like an open story game that the, the, the story is adapted to you. As I said before, if you don't do certain things, your friend kills herself. So you just... You just have to... Is So your choices... Life is strange. It's strung together through certain events, certain things that you have to do to progress the story... But those things that you have to do are altered by the things that you don't necessarily have to do. Or you make choices during what you're meant to do. And it's 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 amazing. Life is Strange is amazing. My friend Daniel, he's been on here before. <laughs> he said, oh, I bet Life is Strange is terrible. And I was like, no, it's really good, actually. And it is really good. It's amazing. It's It, it deserves its BAFTA for narrative. Also, the thing about awards. So I'm disagreeing with awards and I'm disagreeing with some awards, BAFTAs mainly. So I agree with Life is Strange's nomination for narrative. And I agree with Ashley Birch's nomination for best performer but I don't agree with Horizon Zero Dawn being nominated for narrative and I don't agree with Ashley Birch being nominated for best performer in Horizon Zero Dawn this is the thing about awards you either agree or disagree with them there's not really much middle ground they are made for you they're not necessarily made for you to validate that so they're not made for you People, most people, utilise them as as something to validate their opinion. It's like if you're saying a TV show, I've done this before, I've done this myself. Don't don't think that I'm bullshitting, because I have done it myself, and I probably am pretty right. So just listen. I I've said it before, I've said that The Fades is... My mum watched the final episode of The Fades with me and she was kind of... She didn't really like it. And I was like, well, Mum, BAFTA's dis- BAFTA disagrees with you because that actually won Best Drama in 2012 and she kind of just shrugged it off and looked like she d- didn't agree, which which is what awards are like. So I validated my opinion with an award and she didn't agree with the award or from where I was standing it looked like she didn't agree with the award which is what happens with awards you either agree with them or you disagree with them it's like uh life is life um no not life is strange the last of us was nominated for game of the year and uh somebody posted on the status their whatsapp status that oh the last of us was nominated for game of the year i was hoping for uh whatever um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima and, and I was like well The Last of Us is actually uh, an amazing game and it's incredibly closely acclaimed and I think it's really good actually but I've never actually played it so I don't know why I'm saying this but anyway so I basically disagreed with them on their opinion and they were like alright and they they obviously didn't agree with the award and I did agree with the the award so I just think if you can find some middle ground where you just you just um what's it called boycott awards completely then do it 
it's the same with reviews. People either agree or disagree with reviews. It's like, um, I was really hoping for the Mortal Engines film ages ago because I was a massive fan of the books. And it and it came out, and IMDb gave it it was it was like a six point nine or a six point eight on IMDb or something, and I was I, I just disagreed with that completely. And my friend was like, "Well, they were wrong about this," and it's like, and back then I was like, "Yeah, they were wrong," but now I'm like, "No, they weren't wrong." Mortal Engines is not a strong film. It's definitely a three star film, but anyway. Back then, it's just. Back then, I just think. I don't know. Back then, I disagreed with them, and that's that's a review. I disagreed with Empire on reviewing something or other, probably, because uh, I'm a massive fan of Empire. I disagree with them reviewing like uh, Marvel films and stuff. So they probably gave Infinity War or Endgame a five-star review. And I was like, well... And I did disagree with them on that. And there were probably millions of people in the world who validate their opinion on Endgame with that review. Or with... Yeah, because Endgame... I don't think it was nominated for any awards or anything. So it's just interesting how awards and reviews are similar. And I think if you can find some middle ground where you make your own reviews and you you stand your ground and you acknowledge that other people have opinions and you acknowledge that right and but you can talk that out with them and you can say well I think this and and they might actually in turn agree with you it's it, this is why I don't actually listen to anybody else cuz because their opinion can alter my opinion. I don't listen to Empire film podcasts when they're talking about a film that I want to watch. Um, that I'm going to review on my podcast, this podcast. I don't li- I don't read any Empire reviews when they're reviewing a, f- a film or a TV show that I want to talk about on this podcast or just a film that I want to watch in general. Like, even if it's just people, like, talking about things. Like, I, I will ask my brother to stop talking about a film. Like, he's been talking about Pixar films like Soul and the Mitchells versus the Machines, and I'm like, please don't talk about them because it will alter my opinion. He's nine years old, but he will still alter my opinion on something. And it's just, it's interesting how other people can alter your opinions and things. It's really interesting. I think life's interesting in its own ways. Life is strange. And on that note, I'll probably finish up now. Life is strange. I'll be in your ears next week, probably. Possibly with a guest. Possibly not. And you'll hear me soon. Bye.